This is and our quantum mania one. Please. Harrison just clap clapped. Yeah, I did. Hey there. Uh, hi there. No, it's hi there. Wow, I fucked up my own. And I actually, I do have it written on a post-it note, so I remember to say it. Wow. Uh, that is not a bit. I was just, I was, I just bore witness to the post-it Well, it is note. a I mean, it is a bit. But the, the, the bit uh, is that I'm supposed to say hi there, which is innocuous and stupid. But I said hey there. That was my mistake. Let me try again. Hi there. Welcome. Hello. To Nye. God damn it, Chris. Welcome to <laughs> Nye Unwatchable. That's Chris. Wyden. Mm -hmm. I'm Harrison Stewart. Mm -hmm. And we watch bad things so that you don't have to. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is, this is, but this is probably a bad thing that you have seen, as Chris so, so astutely mentioned at the top of the show, um, we are watching, we did watch Quantum Mania, Ant-Man. Well, I wasn't going to include that. That was more of a marker for me in the oh. editing room later. Ah, but well, uh, I guess I can keep that in at the I've, top. Why not? I've referenced it, so it's canon. <laughs> the listener will know if they didn't hear it, but that's why. you shouldn't see this is not unwatchable um <laughs> quantum mania is ant-man 3 uh chris what do you know about ant-man uh i've never seen ant-man 1 or 2 so Shit. i know quantum mania <laughs> about ant-man <laughs> uh, okay that's fair that's fair so so you still know nothing to be about ant-man i think actually. i get it yeah, having having seen the third movie and having seen most of the like big Avengers movies, yeah, I understand that Paul Rudd turns into a tiny thing or yeah. a big thing, yeah. and fights crime at different sizes. And, yes, yes, and then like his family kind, kind of, of also develops these powers as well through these special little suits they wear. Somewhat. So. The first movie is actually a heist movie of sorts. Is um, it really? It is. Oh, that's it's exciting. fun. It's really fun. Um, second movie is there. Um, it definitely exists. Some people say it's better than the first movie. I can't agree because it took me three tries to watch oh. that Ant Man movie, and then I I like it. I think it's a I think it's okay. It's pretty middle of the pack, but like it's certainly not bad. All right. Um, but I fell asleep twice in the exact Aww. same spot. I know. I like <laughs> just like exactly halfway through. I was just like me 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 me. <laughs> um, but I did. I love that Disney version of snoring. It's, I love uh, it so much. It's very good. I would kill somebody if they actually snored like that. Like, snoring is already oh, yeah. annoying enough that to add something that actually makes it worse is borderline impressive. But Disney yeah, found a way. Nuts. <laughs> and Disney also found a way for this third Ant-Man movie to be not real. Okay, nice. also, cornerstone Ant-Man of course, mm. is some mad honey I shunk the kids shit. 
okay? That is part of the fun of an Ant-Man movie. That is a lot of the visual appeal of Ant-Man in general. Uh, and really any diminutive hero is, you know, getting to do like, oh shit, look at how big an ant is. Whoa, this uh, baseball is now like the boulder in Indiana Jones. And oh, you know, like that, <laughs> that's a lot of it. That's a lot of it. It is a lot of fun. It's very amusement park. No, yeah. well, it was fun in Ant-Man's 1 and 2, Chris. Uh, not present <laughs> in this one. Not Just not there. Because they go so small that now it's a Star Wars knockoff. Uh, I, it kind of does become that, yeah. <laughs> really quickly. Really, really quickly. So, Chris, you want to you wanna walk us through the plot of this movie? Yeah. I do. I do, I do. So, um, oh, God. Did I? My landlord's calling me. That's fun. Hold on. Let's hold well, should for a we... second, because I don't know if my phone's recording at the same time right now. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, uh... Don't stop. Just hold. Okay. Just pause. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't so, want to restart from the beginning. Chris is, while Chris is uh, taking a call... Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not I'm gonna... taking a call. Okay. okay. Call missed. Um, there we go. All right. Well, uh, what happens when you? Okay. So I'm back. That's what happens I don't when you. No. Did you stop your recording? No. Okay. Was that well, supposed to? I'll deal with this mess later. Oh no. Um. Was I okay, supposed so to? Okay. So Stop. The... Also, your audio is like wildly fucking up. Are you like slightly unplugged or something? You sound like you're speaking underwater, like a cartoon. No, um, I can, I can see. It just like just started happening like two minutes ago. Like two minutes, okay. Um, let me see my, and now I'm off. But let me let me go to uh, just gonna go to some settings here. I hope this makes it in. By the way, ah, there we go. Microphone is now. Now I sound great to Chris. Oh. Um, yeah, now you sound I, not like you're underwater. That's huge. Buttery, buttery smooth. Listener, what happened? What happened was the audio transferred from my headphone or from the computer to my headphone, making me sound totally whack for Chris. Um, but you probably noticed no difference because that's the way that recording works, baby. Another thing about recording that you may not know is there's actually no uh, way to take anything out once it's recorded. So that's so if you're sitting there wondering like wh why did they leave this in? This is a completely worthless part of the show. This has nothing to do with quantum mania. <laughs> ha ha! Turns out you're the one who's stupid and doesn't know anything about record and pod and meanwhile the bubbies and me are over in the corner and we're just yucking it the fuck up we're fucking yucking at you and your silly little don't know nothing about how pod goes and that's why you listened to all of that you sweet sweet 12 we're probably down to six after that but uh worthy gamble chris quantum mania stars some really good actors doesn't it it really does but uh before we get into critiquing the movie uh -huh. i'm going to tell you about the movie yes um and it's really easy i'm gonna skip a ton of shit because frankly i don't care um okay. 
the bold, if you really like Quantum Mania, I also don't care. Uh, <laughs> this movie is fine. Uh, what happens is Paul Rudd and Fam, which is how I'm going to refer to everyone. I don't know anyone else's names. Michael Douglas is like his dad or his father-in-law or some shit. And then there's also like Pfeiffer around. Yes. Um, (laughs) but like, (laughs) otherwise it's, you know, they, they get tiny, they get sucked into this universe. Not important context. Harrison will provide later. They get sucked into this super tiny quantum universe where we meet um, this, like all these different people and our characters. If you're like me and you haven't seen the first two movies, basically they like enter these tiny worlds where they meet all these new tiny people who, who live in like what Harrison said, kind of like a different planet Star Wars situation mm-hmm. where you're just like running around like, oh my God. Here are, like, people in this other universe, but they're all scared and, like, battling some crazy force. Yes. And we learn that this force is what was, I don't know, Michelle Pfeiffer met this 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 dude, this she evil did. force named Kang, played yes. by, what's his face, Majors? Uh, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah. Majors. And <laughs> played and, admirably uh, basic- by Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah, Majors. I mean, he's a great actor. He did actor. the best he could with nothing. Along with most of the cast. Um, they, but basically, he's taken over. He's kind of trying to pull his own emperor shit, take over the, this little universe. Mm-hmm. And by building an empire on this quantum level, he is going to basically, or has been recreating the means with which to escape this quantum level. <laughs> but the missing piece is getting uh, getting Michelle Pfeiffer back or something like that. Anyway, I, yeah. the people <laughs> land, this little family of Paul Rudd's, like, they land, they get separated, they run around, they meet some folks who live here and are like, mm-hmm. ah, this scary guy named Kang is, like, our emperor, and he's, the, he's a dick, and we used to be free, and now we, like, battle him all the time instead. And, uh, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. And then... Not unlike Han Solo and Luke Skywalker uh, with the little teddy bear folk, like I remember the Ewoks, you know, mm-hmm. they help these these little people. On, and they're not actually little people. They're normal-sized people, but they're on a quantum level, so everyone's like a very tiny person in one sense. In the sense of the movie, nobody looks particularly little. But they help these people uh-huh. at this quantum level, not unlike Luke Skywalker with the Ewoks, help them kick Kang out of of power, but also prevent Kang from leaving is what they're trying to do. And yes. then at the end, Kang leaves anyway because he like manages to swing it. Or no. Uh, no. Is that not what happens? No. Oh, no, that does, that's not what happens. He's about, to, he's about to leave, and then Paul Rudd <laughs> and, like, and, his, and his partner... She comes back and they fucking murder Kang, which is wild. <laughs> which uh, is wild. It would would which be more wild, wild um, if there was like more explaining going on. I explained that so horribly, but no, also that was great. I haven't seen the first two. Yeah, and like that's that's what happens. That's like plot wise yeah. what happens in this movie. It's not the most engaging movie, and it does not live up to its title. Quantum mm-hmm. mania. It does not feel manic. Like you said, it feels like a Star War, which like I love saying it that way. Yeah. But like Star Wars is a space opera. It's a very simple 
story structure. Every movie yeah. is extremely simple, plot yeah. layout wise. And like that's how this movie felt. At no point did it feel manic at all. I also um, I know nothing about most of the Marvel universe, but I know Kang from Loki because I watched the Loki TV show on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Which if you have not seen, I would recommend highly. It's a lot of fun. But Kang features like as a massively important character huge. in Loki. Like for the show, like huge character. Also, you find out kind of the most important character maybe in like the entire Marvel universe. Yes, because he's like low key god of time, in like in, of his own making. Like he makes himself god of time. Yeah, which is which is kind of badass. And they do a good job of explaining that. Obviously, I'm not gonna get Harrison. Will be able to provide more detail. Than I will, but like in Loki, they kind of they give you more of the nitty gritty of how he does that, and the significance of his role in the Marvel universe. And this movie, this Quantum Mania movie, seems to rely on audiences having purchased a Disney Plus subscription and seeing Loki to understand mm. the significance of Kang. Because without having seen Loki. I would not really know who Kang as a character was, and I just mm -hmm. would have been pissed that they like did a bad job with a character played by Jonathan Majors. I would have been like, what a waste of Jonathan Majors. But instead I was like, oh, I like actually understand who this guy is, but that's only because I happen to be a Disney Plus subscriber, which has got to be one of the least subscribed to of the major streaming apps. <laughs> like... That I don't know. Um, I would also imagine that that's the case purely based on how late it came in the game, but it's also fucking Disney. So I, I, I'm sure that they're hanging in there with the best of them. But it Yeah, does... I just have no like viewership metric idea for like well, how but... many people saw Loki and like, yeah. And that's that's one of the frustrating things is that I would argue that after Loki... Even if you have seen Loki, this Kang is completely useless. You know, like like the whole conceit behind the, the MCU version of Kang is that he was the big bad in Loki that was controlling time to keep it like a fixed single timeline in which this is like the one timeline where Kang is a good guy. And it's like in order okay. to keep the bad Kangs down... I had to make it so I had to prune the tree and make it so that there was only like one single timeline. Uh, they get him, and then also Kang is talking about there's one version of him in one timeline in particular that's like bad as fuck, and like if that guy gets out, everything is done for. Okay, so then going into Ant Man, you were expecting Ant Man to be fighting the version of Kang that is like the big big bad. But no, it turns out this is just like another one. Like that, like that was an incredibly. But they frustrating also kind of indicate. Wait, so that's good to know. I was confused by this. So in this movie, they they actually do have a scene where they like, at least I thought, basically the say that they scene, like kind yeah. of go and like we the kings of different timelines had to get together and like force one of them onto the quantum level as a prisoner so like he yeah. wouldn't be able to like fuck with everything so that's is that not true or so that is true but it's just like the uh, loki largely seemed to imply that there was going to be like 
one kind of alpha Kang. I hate to use like that terminology, but it's just the simplest for like the 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 first among equals. He's a the Pope of the of the Kangs, and the Kangs are all okay. cardinals. You know, like that was kind of my understanding of what he was saying is that they do have a leader. Then we get to Ant-Man, and all throughout, everyone is talking about this big bad guy. And also, like, a lot of the robots look like him, so... And if you know anything about the movie going into it, you just know, yeah, Kang is going to be the bad guy. So, hot off the heels of Loki, the logical thing to assume is that, okay, this version that they're introducing to us is the aforementioned, like, big bad. And then, like... He dies in this movie and is just generally not that big of a threat. Like I like at yeah. no point did I really feel like, oh, shit, this guy can fuck them up. Like, I mean, it, he does initially, but it's like any other like he poses the same threat as like Whiplash from Iron Man 2, you know, where he was like, yeah, he was a bit of a problem like once or twice, but we got his ass good in the end. <laughs> you know, it's like. Okay. It's a bad great. villain. In the show Loki, it's a great villain to have. Right? Because yeah. the show Loki takes place outside of, like, time and life itself in in many respects. The finale I'm does, sure, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I like guess I'm you're sure right. The also, the ATV is yeah. all. Yeah. Right? They're, like, this weird, not part of the universe, like, universe-adjacent entity. But um, so in in the show Loki, having Kang as an important character works. The problem is, and 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 sorry, listener, if you're totally unaware with the Ant Man universe, I obviously am not going to be super helpful with that. But I don't think you need the context to understand why this movie is bad. It's mm-hmm. honestly more important you understand this character Kang, who they're saving. Basically, this is just a save the world movie. It's not yeah. special. There's not much plot to discuss. It's a save help. People who are struggling beat their demagogue dictator leader. But this demagogue dictator leader is this weird guy who is one of many, as everyone is in the Marvel multiverse, because everyone has their version in a different universe. But, like, Kang is, like, the smartest, most brilliant dude, in a way. Who, like, gets out of time every in most of his universes and, like kind of rules over everyone or like kills everyone or like whatever has but the, the issue ability with that, to rule over the entire multiverse is like his has, thing yeah he's king the, the, the conqueror like he's so there's this whole like cool i mean not not cool but like it's an interesting thing to to dive into about him there's this whole imperial angle to where he thinks that he's right because he's like i am the smartest best thing in any reality it makes sense that i should be god i'm gonna be god you know so like there's this whole cool and and that and they kind of touch on that in ant-man it's an, but like well, the in problem no is it's an impossible way. thing to deal they just shouldn't have had this story at all because yeah. you can't yeah. in in and may and i'm not saying you can't do this in like comics and stuff which honestly lend themselves a lot easier a lot better to a story like this where you can really take your time and really get into the details. But in the MCU, where every story has a max of three hours and you can't put your audience through that a lot. So it really, you have a max storytelling time of two to two and a half hours for each, let's call each movie an episode within 
the Marvel multiverse and mm-hmm. as far as the MCU is concerned, you can't put a character like Kang in there because you have so much already going on in the multiverse. Yeah. And once you once you add to the movies, like in a, in a TV show like Loki where you are literally setting the boundaries of the TV show as separated from every part of the multiverse, you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm totally down with having a, the Kang character there because we're looking at the multiverse as a whole in that show. Yeah, As absolutely. opposed to every movie in the MCU, which takes place within the multiverse. Okay. And now you're going to add a character who rules it and is also <laughs> within the multiverse and also outside of time, depending on which one you're talking about. It's like he as a character concept becomes way too confusing to justify within just the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you just shouldn't have a movie with him at all. Right. (laughs) To justify, I mean, like, he he should be like the Emperor, where he's, like, in the background of, I mean, fuck it, he's the new Thanos. It would have been, like, if after teasing Thanos, he showed up in, like, Iron Man 2, and then was killed in the same movie, and they're like, but don't worry, there's another Thanos. Like, see, but I'm kind of pissed that you just, like, burnt one right in front of my face, who is also, like, I mean, there was every reason to believe that that was the Kang. He's in a pretty comics-accurate get-up, you know, with, like, the blue face and the, the green and purple. It's very campy, great. And, and it's just, like, he immediately poses no threat. So it's like, why am I, A, why am I looking forward to this guy being anything bigger than he is right now? B, why do I even really fucking care about the place that he wants to take over now when, like, nothing about the quantum realm makes any goddamn sense. The entire fucking movie, I was waiting for some kind of explanation. And honestly, early on, I thought I had it. Because again, in the comics, uh, Kang is really, really, really smart. Uh, he's at, so he's actually the descendant of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. That's that's his like origin. Uh, he's from like the far flung future and comes back to our time. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do that, but that's that's he's really, 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 really smart. So <laughs> I thought that it was going to be the case because I was like, there are people in the quantum realm. Why are there human beings like at this miniature size. And I came up with, like partway through, I thought that they were gonna like do something where it's like, oh, okay, Kang's presence here. Kang has somehow like affected the f- like the landscape here to like cause evolution at like this micro level or like something to fucking explain. Nope, nope, there are people here. Fuck you. It's like, but they're literally, so first of all, we're ignoring the fact like there's nothing even creative about oh, actually, you're smaller than an oxygen molecule right now, so you've got to wear this thing to, like, breathe. No, they could just breathe. There's just people here. There's just, like, like everything is just there for no goddamn reason other than to, like, it, facilitate yeah. this weak-ass, like, space adventure in, in a micro-universe. It's just, it's so stupid. It is, it is incredibly lazy. Like, if, 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 if anyone that hasn't seen it is thinking, like, oh, okay, well, I can see some cool stuff with, like, you know, atoms and, like, that kind of look to... No! 
It's just lazy fucking sci-fi with lazy looking alien bullshit. That, like, yeah. Oh my so god. They just have like random monsters that like roll in and are monsters, mm-hmm. and that's it. And yeah. there's like no purpose. No fun to them amoeba most of the shit time. or like you just you have expectations. It's so dumb. Of like microscopic shit that could be fun and could be creative visually, and you don't get any of that here. There's no attempt like, to even explore it. It's it's extra dumb to me in a in a world where like there is a a popular knowledge of the, of the word quantum and like like quantum computing and shit like that. Like there are real world things that you can very loosely and still lazily take and put in your movie that is going to make your audience happy because they'll be able to connect it to like a real life story they read in a newspaper about yeah. quantum computing or something. Yeah. Like the mere fact that like on a quantum level, and this again, this is coming from just popular cultural like Reddit in a magazine knowledge, but like that's the idea behind quantum computing, right? Is that yeah. it's, it is potentially faster computing. It isn't yet. But once we, like, figure out whatever we need to figure out as we make these computers, the idea behind it is that everything is everything. Every piece of the computer can also be, not piece, every message that can be sent and for every do this, don't do this can be both. It can be a yes and a no directive as opposed to having a separate yes and a separate no directive, which in theory would make everything operate faster because if it's always both, then it it can do anything instantaneously. It doesn't have to choose one or the other, which God. like computers are already really fast, but that's like a super dumbed down, super I don't know what I'm talking about definition of like how quantum computing works. And you could do something like that in quantum mania, like, oh, we're in whatever like sphere and like, I am I am all of my little like potentials which they do at the end but they only do it in this like one one climactic moment where he like has to be inside whatever the machine is that Kang needs freed up so he can try to escape uh, yeah. the quantum level. They like do have this whole scene where like Paul Rudd is like all of his potential actions which is like that's a nifty funny scene but that should have been like really early on. Yeah. upon getting to the quantum realm or whatever because that is that is not or should not be about this one machine thing he's in it should be about being on the quantum level like it right. should like play with that shit like, right. like get a that, little that get should an be expert the to consult on the movie and yeah. talk about like ridiculous theories about quantum stuff and just treat those theories like they're real it's a fictional movie you don't you don't need no one's going to think it's real science but like do a little something Make that we can some recognize. attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do some kind of like I I'll give you a great example. Like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing is about a living piece of grass, right? For all intents and purposes. But yeah. he adds a shit ton of knowledge about like botany and stuff like that that just like really makes it feel believable. In a way that this just makes no attempt. And that's a big part of comics. Is that like comics are always, especially superhero comics, even when they're going ridiculous, 
they're generally aware that they need to explain themselves. You know, like they got some explaining to do for why this is the way it is. And and, and even in this movie, you don't have to be Alan Moore. <laughs> like Alan Moore is like Alan Moore's like I'm gonna put in real botany facts and yeah, like yeah, yeah. real research and like really give you texture. But you could just make up the texture. Like, you, you don't, especially, like, you're Disney. I'm not expecting you to give me a fucking academic paper. I am expecting your information to be nonsense. But make your nonsense have logic within it. Self-consistent, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it just... And, I mean, I don't... I do not blame a lot of, like, the creatives involved in making this as much as I blame just the general like structure of filmmaking that allowed this monstrosity to exist because oh, like spectacle it, only. It, that was the it only is spectacle concern. only, but it's also just like, it's so unbelievably lazy and like, in a in a way that, that like not, not in the work that people put into it because those people that were actually like doing the, the, you know, computer graphics and adding all the special effects. And they were working really fucking hard. They were just working against ridiculous deadlines with absurd expectations, with not enough manpower. Like, all of this shit that someone at the top was like, that's nah, fucking good enough. You you idiots will <laughs> will see any of these. So, like, that's, that's fine. Like, that's what pisses me off the most about this, is that it's just yeah. like... It is it is an absolutely disgusting example of like corporate filmmaking that's just like this is nothing. This is fucking nothing and I'm insulted that you expect me to eat this up by adding dumb shit like I can't believe we haven't even brought this up yet. Modoc, baby. I can't believe Modoc was is this so I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I'll let you explain who it slash what Modoc is. In Marvel and also in the specifics of this movie in a second. But is this even supposed to happen? Are Modoc and Ant-Man like connected in My. in any serious way? My God, no. Like okay. this is this okay. is an absolute um like Modoc definitely exists and he definitely looks ridiculous, but like the whole origin story given to him is just like utter nonsense. Like okay, he's so what with, is, explain us, explain who Modoc is supposed to be in Marvel or is in the greater Marvel and then who he is in this movie. Um, he is a, he's like an agent of AIM, which is, uh, kind of, kind of stands like counter to shield. It's, it's, it's kind of, they're kind of like Hydra, I guess. There is it, it, it's just like a super villain organization, okay? It's called AIM. Um, they create MODOK. MODOK stands for uh, mechanized organism designed only for killing. Um, sometimes it's mobile. Sometimes it's the M has changed a couple times, but that's it's not important. He he's just like a silly little floating head character. Um, that is is more henchmen than anything uh no real connection to ant-man uh in any in any tangible fashion and also just like very 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 weird how aggressively they went for the the again it was almost like a fuck you or like we'll give you comics accurate here's what he looks like 
And then it's like, I mean, that's kind of a mockery of what he looks like. Sure. You know, <laughs> like it, it was just another example of them being like, Modoc you know as a character, just so you know, if you don't, if you don't have an image in mind, listener, Modoc is a giant human head yes. with like normal sized human arms and legs, like kind of flopping around. So they coming it, outside of his head. <laughs> yes. It looks like kind of a baby situation. And it, they like leaned into that instead of like even attempting to, which honestly, I, now I don't think, I don't think that you should try to make Modoc look cool. You know, that's not what I'm saying. He can't look cool. Okay. I, I accept that. But this, this, Modoc this looks shitty. He looks horrible, Chris. He's awful. The, the, they they just know what took he looks the like? actor. He he looks like when Photoshop was new and we were all like, and I mean, not we all, everyone in the world, but whoever was 13, 14 and had access to like early days Photoshop, the easiest trick to teach yourself how to do was to like turn on the settings where you can just stretch an image. So people would just like turn on like a picture of their friend and then like pull the eyes really far. And then you'd have like crazy droopy eyed Looking yeah. friend, like it literally just looks like they took the head of this actor and just old style Photoshop stretched it. His face is literally blurry the whole movie. Like they, it is just they like did what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's Corey Stahl who played. So you don't know this, Chris, but Corey Stahl was the main villain of the first movie. Okay. Oh. He's, okay. I guess he's kind of like an industrialist, like bad Tony Stark type. Um, okay. And like he dies, you know, like he, he pretty clearly dies. The, the fact that they kind of undid that is nonsense uh, to begin with. But like Corey's like that character does not become Modoc. Like they're completely arbitrarily connected in this movie uh, oh just to just to give us the stupid visual of Corey Stahl's blown up face. Like that's the whole and like. I, and I they get keep it. Keep using him. He is in the movie mm. a lot after he is introduced. <laughs> a lot. A lot more than he should have been. I mean, like, at best, at best, hit the joke of him looking stupid is good for, like, one sight gag, you know? It's not a full character that you give, like, a little, like, fake dying. Or, no, I think he does die. Um, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, I, God, see, again, it says it says how little, like at the top of the show, you were like, that's a really bad explanation of the movie, but it's not. You just described how little actually fucking occurs in this movie. Like, it's it true, really because is that even simple. new characters that are introduced die. <laughs> and even, I mean, like, they've God. got cheaty from uh from uh the good places even in this movie and he's just yeah. like completely wasted it it but good for him for getting that marble money good sure for him nice payday. for giving exactly. exactly i do have to say i what i think is most angering again is someone who's like totally not only not familiar with like the greater outside of the MCU Marvel world, but not even mm -hmm. familiar with Ant-Man within the MCU. Um, it was annoying to see a movie with this title and with like fun, n like new actors being introduced mm -hmm. and it was boring and slow 
and and not at all like um like it should so here's the deal the whole time i was watching this movie i was thinking why is this not thor ragnarok when i saw thor ragnarok also the first movie of any of the recent thor hemsworth movies that i saw ever was thor ragnarok and i fucking loved it you don't need to see these movies in order you don't need to know all the background i got all the information I needed to be able to enjoy Thor Ragnarok as I was watching it. It was a hoot at a blast. It had mm-hmm. really fun cameos. You had fun people show up like uh, Jeff. Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I, my <laughs> brain was like screaming Nichols. And I was Stop. like, well, I know it's not Jeff. Nichols. It's not Jeff. Um, <laughs> Chris. No. Um, but yeah, like Jeff Goldblum shows up like you have like goofy, like characters throughout mark ruffalo can't turn into the hulk or can't unturn into the hulk so you get the hulk instead of mark ruffalo for once which was nice and like it's just like a fun goofy time and they lean into the goofiness of it but it is not without substance like everything makes sense within the ridiculousness of that movie and then you have this movie where it's like i know y'all are capable of making a movie that can be air quotes mania but like is still like legible and this movie is just not it's Dude. it is legible but it's it's like there's no mania to speak of or it is mania and it's not legible like but it's like, one of those two things at all times and and, <laughs> and like the the longer this thing like i hate to say it but i kind of just want the mcu to end because I mean, so much. I mean, I do like Loki. There's still stuff that I like, but there have just been so many misses or like half measures that it almost did. And a prime example is that like Ragnarok was awesome. You know, like a breath of fresh air, really different, really cool, had its own its own vibe. And then you do that again. Like, Love and Thunder was just the exact same fucking movie, but with diminishing returns. And then it's just like, okay, but you doing that almost takes away from what you did the first time. Because, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Well, it's them. It's just Disney doing what Disney has been doing for the last several decades, which is just, like, sucking dry every new good thing they get. Like, Thor Ragnarok was... It makes sense it was good because it was Taika Waititi's first big budget american franchise movie he showed up and he was like this movie has to be awesome because i want to have my career be awesome and like they pulled me out of new zealand for this i need to make it awesome and he fucking did and now he has had an amazing career since that movie came out like every movie he's made since then that has, has been like his personal whatever not with marvel has been great but it's like he wouldn't have had the opportunity to make those movies without Ragnarok being the like awesome shit that it was. But then of course Disney's like, hey, you made a thing we never would have made. Yeah. Were you not someone who was like cool and we wanted to like take a gamble because that was back in the days when Marvel was gambling more and they were better movies because they were gambling on younger, fresher directors. And yeah. like now it's like, yeah, guess what? Like you're you're just trying to repeat that thing that worked almost 10 years ago at yeah. this point we're taking a like, victory eh. lap <laughs> okay i guess god yeah it was a disappointing well an, i think a great a segue for something you had mentioned before we started recording so in ragnarok you have 
you have great cameos like Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Mania is not without its cameos. Uh, there's Ugh. one in particular I'm thinking of that I know you hated, and I hated it for the same reason. I I <laughs> it, I more I more resent it. It's not that he did it. It's Bill Murray. It's not that he did anything bad. It's just that like there was no Disney I've, did bad. <laughs> Disney did bad because Disney did bad for being able to get Bill Murray and just like wasting him so severely by giving him nothing within character or funny to do you know like it, it it's not like a classically written like this guy's just an asshole he's not really even funny about being an asshole he's just an asshole and yep. he's there for like ah god he gets like a 10 minute spiel and then dies shortly thereafter like it's just the most wasteful his basic like point is to, like, usher in, like, Kang's half of the movie is, like, how they use him. Which is, like, you could have used any any schmo for this purpose. Mm. It's, like, not good. Yeah, and man. they even tried, like, there was even clearly, at one point, maybe the script used him better. Because there's this weird history that Michelle Pfeiffer has with Bill Murray from, I guess, when she was trapped in the quantum realm pre this movie. Right. So they, like, allude to a lot of this, like, oh, they were, like, having, like, they were canoodling down here because they she was trapped down there for 30 years. Like, not a crazy thing. And then they just leave it at that. Like, yep. eh, they were canoodling. It's like, oh, okay. Like, we could have had right. that be a recurring joke with Bill Murray, like, making a saucy remark at the very least, like, f- throughout the rest of the movie or something. Like, I don't nope. know. You don't have to try very hard with Bill Murray, and they fucked it up. I just, I really think that this is, like, my least favorite of, definitely of, like, whatever that phase was. Which also, that phase, I'm pretty sure is now over. I mean, that phase um, is recent, right? Didn't Quantum Mania come out at, like, the beginning of this year? Yeah, I want to say that might be the first one of the next phase. I think four already came and went. I think we're in five now. Wait, and, of Ant-Man? Oh, phases for Marvel. Yeah, and I I think that this was the weakest one of like the past two phases. I mean, I don't even like, know what I don't know what the demarcators for any phase would okay, be. Okay, okay, the would, D, the D end game. Avengers end game is like that was the end of phase 3. So, that I was think the end of phase 3. Yeah, I think everything that's come since then, I think Ant-Man is the shittiest. Of the okay. post endgame stuff. I haven't I have not loved a single movie uh since endgame. And I don't I'll like only a single movie say, since I'll Infinity only say, War. I didn't like Endgame that much. I mean it's ah Endgame's one of those movies where to me, and this is just me as a viewer with any franchise, this isn't even a Marvel thing. You just can't win me. You can't win me over on a final movie. There is one movie that has been able to do it, and that's Return of the King. Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson, Delio. And that's because it was already well-written and, like, put together in yeah. a certain respect. Yeah. yeah. And, like, this is, it's, like, I'm sorry. Endgame is a giant battle for three hours, and I'm like, oh, my God, I need to pee. This isn't worth it. Like, you're just, like... <laughs> that's fair. I think I think if, if we're to consider it, like, the... And I do... Uh, like the Russo trilogy. Okay, so the Russos did, the Russo brothers did uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Then they did Civil War. 
Captain America Civil War, which is basically a fucking Avengers movie. Like, all of the Avengers are in it. I forget, frankly, that it's technically a Captain America movie. Like, <laughs> that's that's their first Avengers movie. Then you get Infinity War, and then you get Endgame. I do think it kind of follows, like, a star original Star Wars trajectory of, like, first one's really good, second one is incredible, third one is probably the weakest of the three, but still a really good conclusion, and, like, it gets points for a satisfying ending to... It does. It does end well. Yeah, I yeah. don't think Endgame is a bad movie. It's I not as good have... as Infinity War. I would never, oh, in a million no, years, argue that. Infinity it's definitely War not. Yeah. But like, End War is like, it's a good enough ending for the twenty seventh movie of like that whole first whatever fifteen yeah. years of some shit of Marvel movies. It was like, yeah, this is. This is a good, like, wrap-up to... Well, it feels right yeah. for building up to this point. I would have I preferred just, to end with that. I mean, honestly. It, 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 like They should have taken a break, but Disney put in so much money to buy Marvel, they can't financially justify, I think, to their investors, like, not continuing to put so much into it because they spent what like four billion dollars on it like you can't oh no that was star wars i forgot that what was, they paid for that Marvel. was star wars yeah they they and star wars is worth it you you will never run out of shit with star wars the only way they fuck up star wars is if they don't ever do andor or anything like andor again which they might they but like that's do, the direction to no, go <laughs> there is no there is no i mean the, like They've already put out the movies that it, it was like if if this was going to sink the franchise, it would have. Like Star Wars is it, yeah. unsinkable. That that that's not even. I can say as someone that like pretty hit or miss with the Disney stuff, but that doesn't mean I don't watch all of it. Eh, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't well, the Star Wars do the animated is so ones rich. a lot, but it was yeah. Chris. I mean, with the it fucking uh, was. Uh. Well, okay. I think we got to wrap up Quantum Mania. It's bad. It's not good. If you want to see Kang, watch Loki. Get yeah. yourself a seven day free trial with Disney Plus and just watch Loki. I think it's only like six episodes, and you'll have a blast. Way better than Quantum Mania. Way better. That's that's that. Okay. That's that. We'll see okay. you next week. Well, yep. <laughs> Tweet at uh, man. I don't. I don't. Twitter. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure out a new social media eventually. Tweet or don't tweet. No pressure. (laughs) Bye.